Hello and welcome to the Weird Waves podcast. My name is Taylor and this is episode number four. Today we are interviewing Robin Linnae. She is a surfer from California who moved to Sayulitas, Mexico. And we actually had a little bit of trouble getting uh, her sound quality up because there are so many bugs out at night in Sayulitas, Mexico. I didn't know that, but now I do. So we were able to power through, re-record the beginning of the episode. So that's why it's a little choppy in the beginning. Um, But we talked with her about her art. She makes these surf cartoons, which are just hilarious. She does commissions, is also doing custom murals and different types of artwork. We talk about everything from board selection, localism, getting your period in the water, just anything you can imagine. So yeah, I really hope you enjoy this episode. It was hilarious to record. I laughed so much through it and then listening through it again. So enjoy. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. It's way better and way less bugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long we go. Okay, I don't have the most reliable internet, so I think that I think that was on my end, my bad of the internet. Oh no, that's that okay. Over. With WhatsApp, you just never really know. So let's yeah, let's just go back to you're in Mexico. Where are you in Mexico? I am in Sayulita. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard of it, but it's kind of a, it's like a famous tourist trap. Okay. <laughs> <parts>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, just I'm... like fishing village turned surfing town. Okay. Which coast is that on? I'm on the Pacific coast. And how far away is it yeah. from where you are from in California? Ooh, it's probably about 1500 miles. Uh, it's a 40 drive for me when I used to do the drive a couple times a year for like the boards and the dogs and all that it would take me four days from monterey bay california to like san diego and then san diego to nogales and then nogales to los mochis and los mochis to sayulita of just like 10 hours a day like don't stop yeah that's a hike. <laughs> but now i just fly back and forth because i have a car down here now and it's incredibly convenient and how long have you been doing that you've been down there for how long I came here for the first time in 2010. I came on a surf trip with some girlfriends, and upon coming here, I was just like, this is what I want. <laughs> like, this place is amazing. It's heaven. And then did some other travels and went to a bunch of other places and countries and went around the world and then just came back here, and I moved here in 2012. And so I've been living kind of like, I wouldn't say living. I'm just like an indefinite tourist for about seven years. <laughs> That's awesome. So are you, what's the immigration process like in Mexico? I feel like that's it's not really, really talked about. Chill. Yeah. Um, I mean, I make a lot, I make money, not a lot of money. I make most of my money online selling art and prints, and then I'll do like a surf lesson here or there. But um, you can apply for temporary residency, permanent residency, but I come with my six-month visa, and I hang out for six months, and then I fly back to the United States, and then I'll work for a couple months there, and then when I save up enough money, I'll come back here and save for another six months. That's just awesome. max out that tourist visa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's pretty common in the surf and or water sports like incredibly yeah incredibly lifestyle. lucky to have that opportunity yeah for sure well i think most countries it's usually 90 days unless you mm-hmm. unless you apply for the extension um so yeah 6 months is a good amount of time 
Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Long enough. <laughs> yeah. So how old were you when you started surfing? And have oh, you, gosh. has it been your whole life? Does your whole family surf? Uh, I wish. I mean, like, I wish that I had started younger. Not my, not my whole family surfs. Um, I, like many others, my dad surfed, like, for most of his life. I mean, now he doesn't as much, um, because he's like, I'm old. I just, like, go out when it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> but he took me surfing. He took me surfing for the first time when I was about nine years old. And, like, when I think about it, I just remember hating it. I hated it. It was so cold in Monterey. And, you know, like your dad, he's like, he already serves, so he's like, all right, just follow me, and paddles out to the lineup, and you're nine with a big foam board. You don't know what to do. It's just, like, struggling and, like, getting just eaten and whomped around by waves. And so I remember my, like, earliest memories of surfing are just, like, god-awful. And um, I didn't really get into it. Until I was about 15, and that's when I met, I, like, made some new girlfriends who went to another high school, but, I don't know, we met at, like, some mutual friend's birthday party, and we're like, you surf, like, I'm surfing, like, I want to learn how to surf, oh, okay, let's all go together, and so we would, like, meet up before school, after school, on the weekends, just, like, whenever we could, there were three of us, and just get out there, <laughs> and just, like, poke it out together, and so I say when I, I started surfing when I was 15 years old and I'm 27 now. So 12 years. Yeah. And how, how have you like progressed through surfing? Like, would you consider yourself like a pretty good surfer? Are you just like more about the fun? Are you like training? Like how, I think everybody has (laughs) their own kind of way. I don't think you can ever be good enough. Like there's always somewhere to improve and always, something new that you learn, you know, whether you've been surfing for two years or like 20 years, you always go out and kind of learn something new or develop a skill a little further. And I just like, I haven't stopped. Uh, (laughs) I swear I'm like, am I a good surfer? I, after 10 years of surfing, I finally feel really confident that I am going to go out, like I'm going to paddle out and I'm going to get my waves and like I'm going to have a good time. (laughs) There's no like, oh yeah, maybe, or I don't know. Um, It's like, I know I can get out, I can get my waves, I can have fun and come out and like eat a taco and drink a beer and life is good. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good lifestyle. (laughs) It's so bad. So did you always draw as well? Because that's how I found you. So I, my friends actually in Sweden that I like that we used to live really close together in New Zealand together. That's how I started. Oh my gosh, so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting to hear. It's so interesting to hear how people found my Instagram. It's just from all over the world and just like... Oh, it's just funny how things are all connected like that. Yeah, it was. Right Sweden while you were living in New Zealand. I know. <laughs> I know. So these two girls, Malin and Sophia, I call them the Swedes. They actually use, um, they have their own like business where it's kind of like surf themed jewelry and stuff like that. And they have a blog and everything. And so oh, since we kind of all left, like, you know, you know how you make those little groups when you're traveling together and everybody just kind of like spreads out. And um, Instagram is the way that we all stay in touch with each other. And she posted some, I don't know, one of your like really funny cartoons. 
I don't I don't even remember which one it was. I feel like did you make one about your period or something like that? I feel like it was something so Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was something about like your period and then like there was a shark or something like something hilarious like that. I might remember that one. Yeah, so she I think someone left a comment that like went back to some like Laird Hamilton video of it like ladies like be careful yeah. and, you know like sharks are attracted or like shut up Laird So from that I found your page and then like it just happened to be as well it's like funny life is just like all these little happenstances but it just so happened that it was like two or three days later you posted like I'm doing prints and I had like no idea what to get my husband for Christmas and I was like oh done like so 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 so, oh my god I love that one like you guys it was you guys and your car and the license plate was surf wagon I was like that's so cool they want their car portrait (laughs) yeah well it's our like you know, it is it is a surf wagon, and we've since added the surf van. So we have two cars that both have those like fancy license plates, and it's easy in the state of Indiana to get anything with the word surf in it because nobody knows that you can surf in Indiana. It's not like California where all the surf ones you have to like pay for them, you know, <laughs> or like Florida or whatever. Here. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was like 40 bucks. And she's like, yeah, you just pay it once and then it's yours until you decide you don't want it anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Too easy. I love a surf wagon. It's a great one. Thanks. Now surf van. What's next? Yeah, who knows? I mean, we'll just have to see <laughs> what happens. But the vanity plates thing is, it's, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's super fun. So... Yeah, it adds that personal touch. I love it when people add those personal touches. I've been doing lots of commissioned pieces, and everyone, every single one is different, and everyone has their little, like, thing to add to it, and it's really cool to learn, like, what personalizes people's life, like, in their surf life, like, whether it's their dog or their car or their <laughs> board or, like, the way they wear their hair. I don't know. Everyone's so freaking cute. Like, <laughs> it's been really cool meeting people this way, and so it is really cool to finally talk to you. Oh, yeah, thanks. I feel that way, too. I, I, you know, that's, that's kind of why I started the podcast. I just felt like I keep kind of meeting all these interesting people. And like, um, I don't know, even if only 10 people ever listen to it, like, I just think someone needs to hear these stories. I just think it's, it's so interesting, you know, like, um, like now I'm working in the city and people, they just have no idea. Like, yeah, I'm talking tonight to this girl who's like, She's living in Mexico and she's making her living making surf cartoons and making surf portraits of people. And they just, you know, it's it's just like so, it's such a cool story. Like, it's so interesting and unique. And like, I just think people need to know about that, you know? Oh my gosh, I'm flattered. It's it's Thank cool. So it's so funny. <laughs> to me, I'm like, I'm just here being a bum. Like, how can I like prolong this as long as I can? <laughs> I don't want a normal life, please. No, God. Well, like, what? what's normal, too? You know, like, everybody has a different, you know, I don't know. I feel true, like, true, true. like all that, nine to five and the in the office and all that stuff, it's kind of, like, slowly deteriorating. So I think, I think that's part of the reason why, too, people like to hear this stuff because it's doable. It's just, like, what do you want to do? 
exactly with your life. Like, get out there and make it happen. And God knows I didn't like have this in mind. I was like, I'm gonna go like be an artist and live abroad. It just was like little step by little step, and here we are. And so just gotta keep doing those little steps, and you know, maybe next year it'll be something completely different. How did it start? Ooh, um, I'd always loved illustrating. It was just something I did as a kid. It was my first, it was my go-to form of self-expression. I didn't even think about it. It was just kind of like, I like to draw. And it's kind of funny. I remember like my parents and, you know, adults, air quotes, adults asking me like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be an artist, like little five-year-old me. is like, <laughs> I'm going to be an artist. And then like, you know, school happens. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll like do other things. My parents are veterinarians. So my mom was just super set. She was like, you're going to go to Davis and you're going to go to vet school and you're going to take over the practice and that kind of classic thing. And uh, I was like, no, like, I don't even want to go to college. I just want to travel and surf. And those were the only two things that I knew I wanted to do. And so I did that, ended up in Mexico and was doing surf lessons here and there, just like for some extra cash. I went and like, tramped in California a couple times to like make a little extra cash and then was just kind of living pretty simply and not making much and didn't have any direction at all but I still always love to illustrate I love to draw just on my own and a friend of mine just said like why don't you start an Instagram with like just your drawings and I was like why would I do that like nobody cares and she was like well you never know just like start and see what happens and then well you can see what happened yeah (laughs) it worked just wanted to draw like funny things that things that I like and things that I thought that were funny and this that just kind of came out as like things that I don't know how do I describe this I'm like losing my words right now but like I love surfing and I love everything about surfing like the good and the bad I think it's hilarious and so I would just even if I'm not paying attention I'd find myself drawing like a surfer girl and those were kind of like my go-to doodles and so, like, starting the Instagram and making car- little comics and cartoons and then just using the right hashtags, and it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and then it exploded. And I was like, whoa, for the first time I had direction in my life, and I could use my art and, like, speak to people and, you know, take myself somewhere with it. And it's just been constantly evolving, and, like, everything I've learned from doing it is really rewarding. <laughs> yeah, and how... What is your, what's the ratio for like commissions to prints to like, how did that kind of go about? The ratio? What do you mean by that? Like, are you doing mostly commissions? Are they mostly like people buying your prints? Is it kind of a mixture of both of them? I I see what you mean. Um, It's probably an equal balance. I don't really advertise for... I don't advertise at all. What am I talking about? I don't like to like marketing or anything. I'm just kind of like, this is what I'm doing. Check it out if you want. But like, not even, um, I'll sell like a few prints a month and it's enough for like some food and it pays for my Netflix and my Apple music, (laughs) you know, like the basic necessities. And then, um, whenever I put out of that random post, maybe a couple times a year of just, Hey, like, I'm doing commissions, I'll get a bunch of hits. And so that's kind of like this little like influx of income, which is great. Um, but I would like to do that more often, a little more consistently, maybe not like every month, but every three months. But you know, even when I don't promote it, people still hit me up. I'll get like five or so commissions a month, just like without advertising. They're like, Hey, are you still doing those like personal portraits? I'm like, yeah, like I got time. Let's do it. So even when I don't, 
market it in any way, people are still emailing me and asking, which I, I don't know, I just really appreciate that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me so happy. I love like seeing people's stories and, you know, why they want this commission. It's darling. Yeah. Well, it's just such a, like, it's such a unique thing. You know, it's so different than just your typical, like, surf art you know, which is like also cool. Like I feel like I have, you know, like in my apartment, we have stuff like that too. But you know, when you have like your own like cartoon version of you and it looks like you and it's all of your stuff, (laughs) it's like when I, I just, I'm making this about me. I'm sorry. But like, I I vividly remember opening it and being like, Oh my God, it's us. Like it's our exact boards. On our exact car, <laughs> like so happy to hear. <laughs> like it's just it. It was such it's such a cool thing to have. So, um, yeah, I can see why people want that. Um, and and the same with the cartoons, you know, like it's just it's funny. It's kind of like a uh when you're scrolling your Instagram feed, it's just like a break from the norm. It's like you know whatever whatever funny thing it is whatever like I love the funny ones I love any of the girl ones like I just it's it's just so hilarious to me I think is there one about maybe there isn't one maybe I'm making this up but where you're like getting changed and you're like either your butt's hanging out or like something like that I feel like oh my god all the time I think there's one where I was changing and this car drove by like really fast and my towel was just like whoosh gone (laughs) yes yes I just (laughs) I just think like changing I don't know I I feel like so many times and a lot of other girls I know that surf have so many stories of just like their boobs popping out or someone like the same thing like their towel dropping or like whatever it is because like you know I think it's harder too if you're in like a chest zip wetsuit it's harder for it to get it's harder for the wetsuit dance or wriggle it out it's like a cocoon or something well yeah because we have boobs to get it over so it's so awkward (laughs) like for guys that just slide straight down uh, but like it's so awkward to try and get out of that man I feel like I'm just like you know I mean Unless you have a, like you, you get used to it, and there's like this special skill to yes, it, like the way yes. you squeeze your arms out and kind of like. Um, I work at a surf camp called the Wahini Project during the summers, which is like an all-girl surf camp, and it's amazing. I mean, I usually don't wear a bathing suit under my wetsuit just out of habit, and the look on the girls' faces when they're like they're watching me change into my wetsuit in and out of my wetsuit, they're just like how did she not show it? It's like a magic trick. Like, how did you do that? It is. It's like a dance. You'll get there. Yeah. It becomes this, this little dance. It's funny for, for us in, um, in Indiana at, at our like main place, anytime after the summer, there's no like bathrooms open except for, um, like porta potties. And it's like, well, it's pretty much, it's better to just change next to your car you know, not in the port of exactly, exactly. Unless, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it just becomes this like hilarious, like people just drive by you. You know, there's maybe like seven cars in the parking lot, and you're like trying to like do the arm dance where you're like wiggling your one arm, trying to get the first arm free, <laughs> and people are like just like so confused, looking at you, 
and then the arm thing and then the surfboards and the license plate and the whole the waves and they're like what is going on this, is so this person is not from this planet sometimes that's how i feel like only surfers know but people outside of surfing are kind of like what is this crazy person doing oh, what totally. are you doing you're like half naked in a parking lot yeah sometimes it's just totally normal for someone for an onlooker like oh Oh, totally and just also too just like being totally comfortable like i don't know i think if something definitely if something does happen like if your boob does pop out it's kind of like uh like even i feel like it's just kind of like exactly like well today about it now (laughs) when i was at work today one of the girls was asking me like how often is does that happen to you like do you show like you know you're when you're surfing when you're actually surfing and i'm like well usually if it does happen i'm more worried about not drowning than like my boobs coming out <laughs> so like i don't really know how often it happens but you know it definitely happens it's mostly like you know you totally bomb a wave and then you come up for air and you're like, oh, my boobs are out. Like, <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> one's by my ear, one's yeah. like over there. Like, I don't even know where my top is. Oh my God. It's just, I think someone asked me that the other day. They're like, do you ever, like, for all the times that, like, you're, you have like nip slips and like cheek leaks and all of that it's like how many like how many times do you see that happening to someone else and I thought about it and you know like actually not that many times like everyone is so focused on their own shit and just like not drowning themselves and like they just want to make it past the set that you know you think you're like oh no my boobs down everyone saw me but I don't no one's really paying attention (laughs) Yeah, I think like my bottoms are wrapped around my ankles, but I got a duck dive. Like, not a lot of people are like really looking. Like, no, totally. And I don't know. I think that's like part of the beauty. That's part of my my favorite thing about surfing is that it's like an individual team sport. So it's like it's your own like thing, but you can do it with people. That's what I like. Yeah, it's like you go into the water, and then you aren't usually talking to anybody while you're out of out in the water and then you all come in and you can like you know have a beer and be like oh i i saw one of your waves it was awesome and then like the rest (laughs) is just about your own waves like i just love that yeah surfing is a funny sport where like you said we're like individuals doing our thing we're out there doing the thing for ourselves and then also like cooperating with all these other people that are out there being individuals themselves it just creates this really funny dynamic you don't see in a lot of other sports as like team sports (laughs) no totally and i i think like on a random note it's going to be interesting to see how that translates and translates in the olympics like Mm -hmm. i'm not a big like follower of the olympics or anything but i do think that's going to be pretty i'm I'm interested to see how they do that like how is it going to be what are the point systems going to be like what is it how is it going to work like i just think that's going to be fascinating yeah i mean what wsl and all of that has like done a great job of turning surfing into like this grand spectator sport yeah and like the way they announce things and the way they present things i mean i'm not really like into watching surf contests but like it's like something big is happening or like the finals or like a specific heat with someone mm-hmm. i want to watch like hey i'll watch it but now it's more and more like watching 
a football game or like a soccer game. Yeah, and they're so trying to be something like that. Yeah, they're trying really hard to push the um the jerseys. That's what I the jerseys. I know. I think with the last names. I'm like, what is this? I think what's it's happening. It's so funny. I just think that's just just the funniest thing ever. Like the last however many. I think it's slowly been happening over like maybe three, two or three years, but it's just kind of turned into this like, oh, he's got on the yellow Jeep jersey and it's, you know, whatever. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's funny. The priority rules, like, oh, you paddled, you missed it. The next yeah. person has priority. And like, oh, you have priority. You can snake that person. And it's just like the drama. I know, and it's it's also equally as hilarious to watch the um the announcers too, because they're so like it's like ESPN, but like with like smoking eight joints. Like if <laughs> oh my god, you read my mind exactly. Like literally, if all of the basketball commentators were just super high, that is the WSL like announcer people. It's just so slowed down. Strider. Strider. Strider is the best job in the world. It is. I'm just going to say that. No, seriously. He just gets to float out there and, like, watch the contest, like, oh, seriously. front and center and just, like, make silliest comments. Like, he's, he's chilling. Life is good. Oh, my God. No, I remember, um, did you see live, um, the McFanning, the shark attack? Were you watching that? Um. I did not see that live. I saw some YouTube videos. Yeah. I, one of the only championship series I ever watched live was that one. And I, I just remember the after interview, like on the sled or like being the guy being like, so what happened? And it's just so, it's like, they, they both don't know what to say. That's why it's so funny. Seriously, he's like, well, it had, you know, my leash in its mouth. And then the the other guys also just like, how do I even talk about this? <laughs> they're, they're both so. <laughs> I'm dying. That's they're, awesome. They're both so yeah, stunned. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so. I don't know. It, it's gotten pretty interesting. I think, too, what I've kind of talked to people about or what's been interesting to me about, like, the surf industry is the separateness of, like, free surfers like Clay or Bethany Hamilton, Laird Hamilton, like, kind of those people and, um, like, the professional surfing route, like Kelly and, you know, all those guys. It's kind of interesting to see go in the professional route and then like the middle zone for me too. You know, people like you or different uh-huh. people that own little surf, like smaller surf shops or different things. Just like how those. Yeah, people- we're like making it in like our own kind of weird way. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's just fascinating to see that, you know? Where there's a will, there's a way. No, totally. So, where did you travel? Not, not everybody can be. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, we can't all be professional surfers. So no. We gotta get creative. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, absolutely. 
like I'm I'm a hairdresser and people ask me if that's my passion and I'm like, well, I like it, but I just knew that no one would ever pay me to surf. So <laughs> I had to pick something. <laughs> I had to do something so I can keep doing this. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So yes. It, it's, it's, it is, you know, I think it's cool too how many people it ended up being that one kind of um thing that propelled them forward in life like I don't know what else is going on but I know that like surfing is keeping me like decently healthy decently in shape social kind of like absolutely it's keeping me sane yeah yeah and that's after being introduced to it introduced to it and you know accepting the lifestyle and like absolutely changing my lifestyle and like adapting it to be able to surf like as much as possible like having like access to the ocean and like for for me personally like somewhere where it's warm I don't have to like put the wetsuit on and even when I go back to California it's like I surf less because it's just drive to the spot the spot's not working drive to another spot like oh shit I got to work like ran out of time or like you maybe put the wetsuit on like I came here because I wanted to surf it's shaped my entire life <laughs> so where did you go uh, before you ended up in Mexico, like, what was your traveling kind of path? Mm, I was fresh out of high school and just knew that I needed to go. And whether or not it was for surfing, I knew that I just wanted to travel. Um, I tried to live in Hawaii for a little bit. I was like, that's it. That's the ticket. It's a dream. Go live in Hawaii. It ended up being like really hard and really expensive and a lot of work. And I hardly ever got to serve. Um, I was in Kailua, which was on a lot of to begin with over there on like inside of all. Um, and it was great. It was so beautiful. It was a really good time. But my friend Dion, uh, with the Wahini project, she gave me a call. Was like, "Hey, I'm driving down to Mexico. I'm driving by myself. <laughs> Doesn't sound very safe. So, like, do you want to come with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." We drove. It was totally fine. We drove down together, and we came to Sayulita. This place is really cool. But I only stayed for like a month, and then after that, I went to South Africa. I went to Zimbabwe. Then I flew to Cambodia and Thailand, and then went to Bali, and you know, surfed a little bit in Bali. It wasn't that when I was there it was kind of the off season and then came back to California I was just so jazzed for my little trip around the world that you know I just worked really hard in some restaurants waiting tables and saved up some money and I went to South Africa for five months not South Africa South America <laughs> getting myself confused went to South America for five months where I went to Colombia and Ecuador and Peru I was in Peru for like two months just like surfing as much as I could in Peru. It was super fun. And then went to Bolivia and did a bunch of silly tours like the Soul Flats and like biking down Death Road and uh, like a tour to the rainforest. And like I don't know, just like living my best life. <laughs> and then after those travels, which is all great, um I went back with my same group of friends back down to Sayulita. And I was just like, you know what, like, I've been to all these places, but, like, this is it. Like, this is what I want. <laughs> so I've been to a few places, but um, not so much to surf. Um, but in the future, I would like to go places I've been to surf. Are, I've been to Taiwan for a few weeks, which is incredible. And I've been to Morocco for, like, three or so weeks as well, which is so amazing. And there's just so many places to go. <laughs> so those are the places I've been so far. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's awesome. How, did you, um, do you feel like you found a, a really solid friend group that has stayed, like, where you're at? Because I always find that that's kind of interesting once you choose the kind of, like, at least semi-nomad life. It can be kind of, I don't want to say difficult to find a friend group, but definitely kind of, like, an interesting way yeah, to find definitely. I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's fun to travel and go from place to place and be a nomad. Um, but here I definitely have spent enough time here and over the years just gained a lot of really good friends and, like, this really strong sense of community. And maybe I'll track of time, but now that I've been here for seven years and locals are like, you're local, and I'm like, I'm local. Very <laughs> 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 cool. Like, I still feel like a tourist, but I mean, I, there's definitely... Here in Sayulita, a really solid surf community and, like, really good friend base and family that I have built down here where I know that I will never surf alone because if I paddle out by myself, I'm going to know half the people out there and it's going to be good vibes. And I love that. That's awesome. The rest are tourists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love that. <laughs> I love that less, but, like, they're, they're all right. Well, they do their thing. I mean, that's that's just, like, everywhere. Everywhere you go. You have to have tourists or else, you know, you don't get those little odd yeah. jobs. I'm waiting for the day when, like, surfing isn't cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, surfing is one of the only sports that is going through, like, still, like, a innovation revolution. This is kind of an interesting huh. fact. I didn't know. I heard it randomly from... um um, not Brett Weinstein, but I don't know, this like astrophysicist guy was on a podcast and it's true. So surfing is popular right now because it keeps transforming with like the um foil boarding and the like all of that stuff, all how it's like, oh yeah. And that's so new. And if you think about like basketball, football, like hockey all those sports they've they've kind of stayed the same so mm -hmm. it's that's kind I of i mean it's much like the ocean yeah and that in itself is a very like how they put it like a very like romantic idea like you can't really look away it's like oh it's constantly changing and adapting and now it's different and uh, humans like that <laughs> yeah that's for sure we want to see more <laughs> Yeah, well, it becomes addictive, too, the, seeing yeah. the different places or even, like, even surfing the same break. Like, it's like, yeah, but it wasn't the same waves as whatever. You know, now there's uh, this awesome the sand part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the banks have built off. Yeah. So what boards do you like to surf? Do you have, like, a mixture or are you, like, a one board kind of girl or what? Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I have quite a few boards right now. They just kind of accumulated over the years. I mean, not like, I'm not like, I have a garage full of boards and like I can name every model the width and the length and all. Like, I'm not that much of a board nerd. Um, not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I love, I'm like, I love 
some classic longboarding, and then I have, like, my selection of shortboards, and then I have my trusty fish, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, exactly the pink longboard and the pink fish from my comics are, like, my go-to boards. Like, I have a pink longboard, and I have a pink fish, and they're my two favorite boards. <laughs> and, um, I have a few other ones. I like to switch it up just a little bit. I feel like it really keeps you on your toes. Like, you can be, like, monogamous with your surfboard and only surf the same board or only have surf, like, the one long board or the one short board. But I love switching boards because it always keeps me on my toes and I'll go catch a wave and be like, oh, that feels different. So that, you know, I have to change and adapt to that. And it helps. I feel like it helps me learn more and become a better surfer overall. I like the change. I like switching around. So I have... A nine six being Cali Square Tail with like a glass and tin, and then I have a nine four um, South Coast surfboard. What's his name? His name's Ian, and like with a funny last name that I can't pronounce right now. <laughs> <laughs> the brand is called South Coast. It's super fun. It's up to the pink one. And then I have that pink ish by Metric Surfboards, and it's a little five six twin fin, a little glass and skegs, and then. I have a, what's his name, what's his name, Travis Reynolds, it's not, it was like a custom board made for some dude named Jerome, and it's like this 8-0 kind of mid-length shape, <laughs> it's 8 feet long, but also with the glass and single head, yeah, like it just has like this funny narrow kind of retro shawl, like. I, like, I did karate for, like, God knows how many years. Like, I did jujitsu. I've just, like, this always been a tomboy my whole life. But I like pink, ironically, because, you know, we wouldn't really, like, expect it from me just, like, by looking at who I am or if you knew me. And so, like, I want all my boards to be pink because, you know, just, like, what the system. So I just love my pink mini mouth with, like, the rose on it. And that was my first board. I still have it. I think my dad kept it people with like the garage like museum status of surfboards and they're all going to be pink that is my dream just like just all pink just like a hundred pink surfboards <laughs> that's a great Collection. goal sorry i said that's a that's a great like thing to aspire to i think oh my god I'm really excited i'm i'm such a like a board collector too my wow, we're all board hoarders oh, yeah. happens. My, one of my friends that used to live with me, um, when I lived in New Zealand called it a board whore. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, you're a board whore. We all have two boards and you have like seven. And I'm like, I just, they're yeah. pretty. <laughs> they're so pretty. And you like develop relationships with them and like, you know, like, where did I get this one? And who did I get this one from? Or, I don't know. I was just talking to my friend today, and my friend Amanda, who's also from Honor Bay, she's like an actual board whore, and is not ashamed of it. She has so many surfboards, it's ridiculous. You can have a whole other podcast with her, and she will just, like, list all the boards she has, <laughs> and, like, how she found each one. And she goes on Craigslist, and she lives up in the Bay Area, and she's like, there's so many people in the Bay Area, they get, they have money, and they get these beautiful boards made made but they don't know how to ride them yes. they don't know how to surf and so then they just put them on craigslist and she's on craigslist like scooping up these pretty boards and just like trying them out she's like this one sucks so, you know just like until she finds the right 
group of boards. She just has like a massive quiver of pretty boards. She loves it. But we were talking today about boards and how she picks up these random boards off of Craigslist and how they're all like made for people custom and they all have, you know, like for Jennifer or like for Fred. And so that those names become the names of her boards. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh my God. Which I love. And so like my pink board is Kendra and like my mid length is Jerome and you know. <laughs> Those are like the christened names for our boards now. Oh man, that's that's awesome actually. I think I I think I only have one that has a name on it. I'll have to look at who who the name is for. But that's so funny. I had to start over my collection because of leaving New Zealand. I came home with just one board. Like, actually. Oh, how did you just pick one? It was so hard for me. Honestly. <laughs> it was so difficult. Like, um, and I ended up choosing the one that was the least practical for surfing the lake. Like, I have never in my life surfed it on the lake. It's like a little biscuit. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> seriously, I call it, the chicken nugget, actually, is what I call it. <laughs> but, That's a great name for a board. <laughs> I, it's like this Aftanas. Um, they're from Tofino, uh, Canada. And um, Tofino is one of those. Um, they call it the three sister like surf city. So it's Raglan, which is where I live. And then to- uh. Tofino and Byron. And people kind of like go around to those like little town oh, interesting i love tofino yeah i haven't been yet that's like i have i have a bunch of friends that basically went from raglan to tofino um and they make great boards there that Aftana's board make makes some awesome boards and um uh-huh. i got this one for just like some you know person was leaving or whatever i got it for really cheap and then um we ended up all of my roommates before I left were drawing all over it. So it has like all these drawings on the back of it. And um, I just felt I had to bring that one. I was like, you know, even though my, my other boards are also so pretty, you know, but yeah, yeah that one had like meaning. Had something special. Yeah. And I did learn a really good lesson with about pretty boards. I bought this, I got it for pretty cheap. I think I paid like 300 bucks for it in New Zealand, which is like 200 American dollars. And it was just wicked. It was like pintail, like six, I don't know, six, one, six, two, something like that. Um, quad with these ridiculous like speed fins on it. Could not even think about surfing it. No way. It was so fast. And I kept trying and trying and trying. And every time I go out, guys would be like, hey, I'll buy that board from you. Because it was so beautiful. Like it was, I think it was a Ray Finley board. And it was just like wicked lamb job with the tie dye and like just these crazy looking fins. And I just like, I probably looked like such an asshole with that board. Like, just kidding. <laughs> like, you can't use it to its full potential. Yeah. Like, I solid. Absolutely. I was like, it's so pretty. It's like, it's so pretty. <laughs> I have to learn how to, how to, 
ride it. And then finally, my friend Jerry, who's like this very like staunch German, typical German guy, he was like, it's not doing you any good. Someone else is going to do it much better. You might as well get rid of it. And I was like, you know what? I humbled myself. And yeah. I bought like a big mini mal, and I was like, "Let's just be realistic here. <laughs> like, I am not gonna ride this like hyper performance fast." You did good. You did good. I tried really hard, but yeah. So I'm a little bit more of a like my boards are pretty, but they're a little more practical than my. Oh my god, I still think about that board sometimes. I'm like, maybe now I could surf it. <laughs> I wonder who has it. <laughs> The one that got away. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you become attached to them. Yeah, you do. But it's... You just got to have the board that's, like, it's a guaranteed good time. Like, kind of bite the bullet and, like, get the bigger board. But you get so many, like, good waves from it and just, like, progress so much faster. I mean, we've all done it. We've all bought the pretty board that yeah. was, like, way out of, like, our level or, like, out of our league, I should say. And you're like, God damn it. You go, like, back to your, your mini mouse or, like, even your foam board. You're like, this is so much fun. I'm having so much more fun. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, that's what it's about. I think it's too... Like we all done it. Well, the 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 water is the best like ego killer. Like you get out there with your like hot mm-hmm. ass, like you know whatever one millimeter like Elena Blanchard style, <laughs> like totally unpractical, trying to be hot shit with your beautiful board, and then you're like, oh yeah, like I should just have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> at least that was me when i first tried to start i thought i was hot shit and then you know i've i've i've, I've chilled out a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah me too me too i have like an awkward teenage stage that you like have to go through a hundred percent like all right i'm just gonna go with the really unflattering like tight bathing suit yes. that come off on the foam board and like yeah, the, <laughs> the bottoms that give you like that permanent muffin top, but you know they're gonna stay on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am about the muffin top these days. I'm like they're not coming off. Yeah, I am not showing my ass in these. Guaranteed, no <laughs> ass showing. Or just like the stress of like having to pull them up. Like I have a pair of bottoms, and they're so cute. They're like super cheeky, and I was like, mm, like I don't think it's gonna be that big. I think I'll just wear my cheeky bottoms today and like get a tan. And it was a little bit bigger than I thought. It was just the whole time, just like struggle bus, just like every duck dive had to like stop and kind of like wriggle them back up, and then like you know you're like a little bit behind for the next duck dive, and just like getting absolutely pounded on the inside, like. I would have been fine if I wasn't wearing these stupid fucking things. <laughs> like, you know, you're like a little bit behind for the next duck dive and just like getting absolutely pounded on the inside. Like, I would have been fine if I wasn't wearing these stupid fucking things. <laughs> we learn, we learn. We do learn. That's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, is definitely. your like your big scare moment I like to ask this question to everybody so like that moment when you were either like getting a little too big for your britches or you went out when you shouldn't have and you were like oh shit I'm gonna die out here (laughs) 
we're gonna die. <laughs> I remember having so many of those days in my like early years of surfing, being like, oh yeah, like I couldn't handle that size, and I go out, and I'm just like, I just calling you like take it up the butt you're like i don't know <laughs> just turn your board around and like catch like some huge white water like, like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> just like i'll take it i don't care if he's practicals and like ride it all the way <laughs> like at least you have that out um but from doing shit like that i have learned to not surf out of my league. I love pushing myself. Like, I love surfing bigger waves, but I know, like, if it is a little bit too big, maybe, like, sit this one out. But if it's, like, right on the cusp, all right, you know, like, risk versus reward. I haven't had too many scary hold-downs in my life. Knock on wood. I'm, like, really knocking on some wood right now. Because <laughs> I would like to get to that level. Like, the biggest respect to, like, girls out there charging like huge waves because that shit is so fucking scary i can't imagine like having to hold your breath for like two to three minutes and then you get like a little <gasps> of air and then you have to do it all again like that is actually terrifying like just most respect to those girls and guys out there like surfing big waves i think it's incredible that's like not something that like a sane human would do just like <laughs> on the norm <laughs> um Scary moments I've had in the water. I can think of when I was in Morocco at a good old anchor point, and it was pretty hefty. And it wasn't, it wasn't like super, maybe like head and a half high. We're having a good time, and you have to like walk out on these rocks to like jump out, right? So you walk out on the rocks and then jump out and do your surf. And then the guy, we were like talking to some locals, is kind of like, well, how do you get back in? And they're like, well, you just kind of like aim for that rock. And then between the sides, you just like paddle for that rock. <laughs> you know, you jump on the rock and you run out. And we're like, all right, cool. And, you know, if you can't do that, then there's a beach like all the way down. And you like paddle all the way down to that beach. And so it was time to go out. And I'm a genius. I was just like, well, they just said it was easy. So I'm just going to like go do the thing. And get on the rock and then walk out and my friend was like nah like I'm gonna paddle all the way back down to that beach and just get out super easy I'm like okay here we go and I paddle in and sure as shit some like big wave comes through and just like slams me and I saw it coming and I was like this is like kook slams worthy I was just like I'm gonna jump into it (laughs) just took me back and this is Bouncing along the rocks, just like I felt like a pinball in a pinball machine. Just ding, 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 ding. I like came up for air and grabbed my board, and then another one, just ding, 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 like all again. And then like the water sucks out, and I'm like lying face down, like on a rock. And was like, yes, this is my moment. I grabbed my board and I fucking ran for it. But that whole time, I remember hearing someone screaming and it was there was like this hotel or something above the point and it was just this woman from her balcony just like screaming for help and I like scramble up the rocks and there's all these people like running down and as if they were gonna try to like fish me out of the water (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm okay don't worry about me but like I was also just like bleeding from everywhere like cold in my wetsuit just like my hands and like little cuts everywhere I don't know it was scary in the moment, but it was kind of funny afterwards. But, you know, I got lucky. I got really lucky. It could have been way worse. Man, that's a good one. I mean, you know, <laughs> not really, but kind of a good one. I think it's, it's not the worst. I mean, like, people have done crazier shit in the water and survived. You know, it's miraculous. I think of, like, terrible experiences I've had in the water, and I think of times when, like, locals or more experienced people have just 
like shamed me and just like the pride just like being just ripped to shreds and those are the ones that like really get me you know like you like went you like paddled in front of them instead of paddling to the white water because you didn't know which direction to go and mm-hmm. then just like getting chewed out and like yelled at in the water so hard that you're like crying and you like have to paddle in or just like dropping in on someone and it's so embarrassing and then the way they chew you out is so self-righteous and strong and you can't fight back because you know you're in the wrong and like they just get so angry because they know they're in the right that it's just like it just defeats your soul and those are like the terrible experiences that I can think of like that have made me into a stronger surfer today <laughs> yeah there's nothing like a good like, old hold on the heartstrings <laughs> oh yeah well then you also like because you don't know the rules too like I think that's that's the hard thing too about if you are surfing different spots every place has a little bit of a different like pecking order or whatever and I think mm-hmm. you know you're if you're a respectable person you're trying so hard to not be that asshole tourist that like when you become that asshole tourist it just is soul crushing like it's super crushing or when you become that like you go from asshole tourist like experienced air quotes like local or just experienced surfer and you like chew someone else out it's almost like you like abuse that experience yeah you know and you're just excessively mean to this person which doesn't know and like i try to share a lot excuse me of that through my art through my art (laughs) comics um just like things that i've learned in the water and like lessons that maybe i'm trying to teach people because i've had to learn them the hard way and so many people learn Part way, so it's just like this fun way of presenting it, kind of like this thing I made this mistake, or like, oh, this person dropped it on me, but I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not, you know, and that's like kind of what something I would I want to share with my art. Like, this is how I see like air quotes surf rules. Like, they're not really rules, they're like these super vague guidelines. It all just depends on like coincidence and experience and like who just happens to be out there and like what the waves happen to be like, and it's a funny thing. It is, it's a funny thing to navigate too, because then it, mm-hmm. then it's yeah, like definitely. personalities too, and then the situation. It's just, it's a lot. That's. Yeah. And we love it so much. Yeah. Like we put our heart and soul, like, into surfing. We love it so much that it's equally as crushing, you know, when you do something wrong or like, you know, you drop it on the wrong local. It's just, it's like heartbreaking. You're like, do the wrong thing. <laughs> I never want to go back to the surf spot again. <laughs> you just got to get back out there. You learn, you know, and then you can pass it on to another person when they drop it on you. You can just be like, I am not going to chew out, but I am going to firmly tell you <laughs> and like respectfully tell you, like, this is how it ideally works not all the time, but most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's so it's so real like it's so real it is so real it's funny on the lake right now i feel like because it's summer it's mostly me just like cussing out not cussing out but like sternly warning people that are swimming um because we mm-hmm. have we have this issue with people drowning because they don't understand rips. And so the rips are a little bit different on the lake than they are on the ocean. Um, and people just don't understand them at all, like they do in the ocean, like just not at all. And so it kind of ends up being like me on my log, like yelling at people <laughs> to get out of the rip. <laughs> like it's just like, 
Uh, it's kind of I'm like it's for your own good. <laughs> like I, you know, just you know, it's like because most of the there's so much space out here that you don't have a lot of local. I mean, you you get some people that are locals that try to act that way, but it's it's almost ridiculous because no one's really in danger um, of like crashing into somebody if you cut them off or whatever. Um, but it is more like protecting the poor swimmers who are like so confused that you're out there anyways. And then you're, you're like also yelling at them, also yelling at them. So. Oh, for sure. I mean, like tourists and rip currents are just, they're a funny combination. We definitely get like our occasional tourists sucked out in the rip and I saw I saw something amazing when I was in Baja. We were like on the beach in La Mision and there's just like a bunch of families like chilling on the beach and we're chilling on the beach and we see some people getting sucked out in a rip, like way down there. We're just watching them bomb out slow. Shit, I think they're stuck. And we're like, shit, let's grab the surfboards and we had some like foam boards for fun. And we ran out there, me and some friends ran out there with our foam boards and then like Probably it's we're like arriving, just like we're like approaching this group of people, and I didn't I don't know like how strong they're swimming. No one literally looked like a strong swimmer. They were just like kind of floating, not really like swimming against the curb. Like they probably just didn't know what to do. But the families on the beach made a human chain oh. and just like made this thirty person long chain and just kind of like picked out all the people like one by one oh and were like God. dragging everybody in and it was just like one of these amazing human moments. It's okay, well you're not a strong swimmer, but we have a solution. Oh my God. <laughs> and we went out with our boards anyways and like grabbed like some stragglers and like helped with his and I was just like humans are incredible. <laughs> like, you know, we don't know how to swim but we know how to make a human chain and like <laughs> get the people out of the rip current. <laughs> yeah humans they when someone's in trouble it's kind of interesting i mean as long as it ends up well like the way that people act and mm. um i do think you see they, that. they know what to do yeah <laughs> they know exactly what to do yeah and you see that i think even more in the water too because there's just something about like people that just don't know how dangerous it is you know and if you know how dangerous mm. it is then you're like hey you stupid idiot, get out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, some guys I was surfing out front in Sayulita, this was a few years ago, I saw, like, there was, like, six dudes that got sucked out in, like, the rip, and they're like, oh, Celia, Celia, help, 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 help. But there's six of them, and I love No one else saw them, and I paddled over to them, and they were like, help us, help us, and I was just like, hold on, like, I'm going to call, like, Four people to come help you. There's no way I'm letting six desperate dudes onto my surfboard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I just like called in some boys from the beach, like waved at them. They all came out with like surfboard each and like brought all those people in. And then like one of the guys, like he was so mad. He was like, "You didn't help us, and we were drowning." And I was like, Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> "Like I was the only one in the lineup that came over and like told you guys to calm your ass down and like wait for people." Like I'm getting you, like this is fucked up. Like I'm not letting you and all your friends on my surfboard. Like you're still floating. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, like then you all go. Like <laughs> then then you all go down. And I'm like, wow. Oh man, what's your next move? Like, what's your? Where do you see things going for yourself 
for like for the next I don't know like what's your next thing you got going on oh my gosh I'm so excited well tomorrow I'm going on a little surf trip with a girlfriend of mine and we're just kind of going to get out of town and um, try to go find some less crowded spots I'm really excited for that that's like short term next mm-hmm. plan um midterm next plan is I'm going to go back to California and my friend she makes her own brand of wine and works on this winery so I'm going to go do some hard manual labor and pick some grapes and scrub some tanks and <laughs> make some money working on this winery which I'm really excited about um a little like mid to long term plan is I would love to work on more merchandise for my store like people always ask me for shirts or tote bags and like stickers and stuff and like I have made them before um I just haven't like gotten it streamlined yet and so I've been working on that kind of like here and there um about just like getting more products out in my online store just like the people want them so it's like okay cool cool I'm stoked like I don't know if I would do it on my own but because so many people have asked it's like all right cool like let's do it like there is an interest in this and then kind of like long-term plan when I think of like my art plan I would just want to keep evolving the art and the media that I use to like express it and I think like you're doing this podcast and it's so amazing I would love to do something similar where you know I just kind of like hang out with my friends and talk some shit and like talk about surfing and exchange surf stories and my goal goal is to learn how to make animations to literally turn my comics like into moving cartoons awesome. and tell people's surf stories as well as my own surf stories with like moving versions of my cartoons. I think that would be super fun to make little episodes like that. I don't know if it'll be a YouTube channel or I'll stay on Instagram. And that's kind of like my long-term goal. Like that's where I would like to take this Instagram within, within like the next year or two, like this whole like, I don't know, brand of comics that I've made. I think it would be, it would just be so much fun. It's such like a different way to express things. Like right now it's like three consecutive drawings, but how much more can I express if I had like a 15 minute animation? Yeah. I, I could just see that being so successful. Like it's just so unique. You know, I don't think anybody's <laughs> doing anything fun. like that. That would be so cool. I just incorporate like humor and you know surf education and you know just kind of bring a little light to people's surf sessions that is so that is just awesome that is such a great plan yeah I'm really excited for that so within the next couple years I'd love to learn how to how to animate that's my high school I never thought I would end up doing that and now that's like that's all that I want to do that's so, that's just, just awesome. So awesome. So my, my last question for you is what is the weirdest wave that you've ever surfed or the weirdest maybe experience that you've had while surfing? Ooh, I like that. That's for last. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have an answer for this. I was just talking about this the other day with my friend Becca, um, describing this funny wave, and it in this spot in uh, the state of Michoacan in Mexico, it's called Marwasha, and it only it's it's flat most of the time, and if there's this like freak big swell, it'll work. And just picture a little bay, not quite a cove, maybe like a small bay. 
with like a little point at the north end and then there's this huge like rock island kind of right in the middle of the bay or like a little outside of it and so when the swell hits it like wraps around this rock island and then when like the wrapping meets up on the other side of the rock it creates this like funny little wedge and so <laughs> it's just it's silliness because when you're sitting out there it's not really like lines coming at you like at another, like any other surf spot but it's just these little triangles like you're just in the water and there's just triangles everywhere and so you just kind of have to chase one down it's like a video game you're just oh like you triangulate the cord and then you get the triangle then you catch it and then you surf it <laughs> it's so much fun it's kind of hit or miss and it's just I don't know, it's like a funny game they're not lines coming at you they're just little triangles of water and you kind of gotta chase it down and catch it and that's probably the weirdest wave that i've surfed but definitely the most fun i've ever had in the water are they like little a-frames like go on are they like yeah they're like little a-frames oh man that's so funny but they're like actual triangles if you can just picture like little gnome hats coming at you like like, it's just the weirdest thing oh my gosh and this is in mexico yes oh my god that's one of my favorite spots (laughs) that sounds like a really good spot that sounds oh my gosh that sounds awesome it's magical (laughs) so where can people find you what's the best place that people can find you to reach out to you or to see your Uh, your your media and all of your stuff Oh, always on the gram. I'm always on the gram at robinlinay underscore art. Um, otherwise, just email me, robinlinayart at gmail.com for, like, commissions, etc. And then there is my website. It is a kindergarten website. I made it myself. <laughs> I am not good at those kinds of things, but it is robinlinayart.com. Super creative. Um, I'm, wor- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I feel like I go to my website and just kind of laugh, like, like it's so silly looking. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's like good with websites like i will accept help <laughs> i need it well we'll see if maybe we can find someone through the podcast um yeah let's see yeah if, if anybody reaches out to help you with the website you never know we last week's episode with um youper dan um up surfer dan from up north um we asked for a bunch of like use wetsuits and I've had multiple people contact me about the wetsuits so who knows yeah yeah so um we'll see maybe we'll get you a a website designer (laughs) this is like was made by a kindergartner (laughs) well thank you so much I have to ask too did you crack a beer for this conversation I have it ready. It's actually sitting outside still. I had like the beer in the joint ready, but I came inside because <laughs> my phone was dying, and so I put it on the charger. And okay. so it's just sitting out there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crack it right now, though. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Well, hey, it was so nice to talk to you. And um, Taylor, likewise, congratulations on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And I will let you know if I'm ever anywhere near Mexico and or California and you do the same if you're randomly in Indiana. Oh my God, that would be actually really fun. I would love to come surf with you sometime. Yeah, we'll have to- Out on the lake. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's very weird. (laughs) Yeah, dude, the weirder the better. Life's short. It's like, 
I will hit you up. Let's go. Okay. And then you're always welcome in Mexico. Come Thanks. please visit. Or if you're ever in California. Awesome. We'll, I'll, surf. we'll be in touch. Enjoy your beer and your spliff. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs> So that was episode four. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, you can find Robin at Robin Lanai underscore art on Instagram. And we did put the call out. So if anybody knows of any good website designers, go ahead and hit her in the DMs or send us a message at Weird Waves Podcast on Instagram. She also talks about the Wahini Project, which is a surf organization for women and girls. If you would like to give them some support, their website is thewahiniproject.org. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next Monday.